Please note that the views expressed on this program are those of the individuals who speak them, and not necessarily those of Portsmouth Community Radio, its Board of Trustees, members, volunteers, or underwriters. Good evening and welcome to Spirit Radio. I am your host, Willie Hassel. Along with my co-host, Lynn Nickerson, we will take you on a journey, a journey into the unknown, where the paranormal becomes the normal, a journey to a world cloaked in darkness, where reality becomes a thin veil. So sit back, relax, and join us as we venture into the shadows, the darkness, the unknown, and back. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spirit Radio, the Paranormal Experience. I'm Willie Hassel, along with the lovely, the mystical, the mysterious, the squeaky, squeaky Lynn Nickerson. How are you? Hey, good evening, Willie. Can you hear me now? Hey, I can hear you now. Is this a good mic? Oh, that's a good mic, yeah. Yeah, it does sound Mm, better than the other one. (laughs) No, I won't actually find out until later when I do the editing, but... Well, it sounds different to me, to my yep. ears. Okay. Yeah. Hey, well, that's probably a good sign. And I'll try not to move Maybe. it because it squeaks. <laughs> I noticed that, yeah. <laughs> the lovely, the squeaky. So, hmm. At least my oh. net last name isn't Fromm. Squeaky Fromm. That's true, yeah. Bad character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want that. No. Hey, we got a good guest. <laughs> yes, once Let's again. Let's not keep him waiting all night. Tonight on Spirit Radio, the Paranormal Experience, we welcome once more El Santariga to the show. El is the founder and executive director of investigations for the Bronxville Paranormal Society. He had his first UFO sighting in the summer of 1972 in Yonkers, New York, and in 1974, at the age of 12, El had his first Bigfoot sighting while visiting his sister in Davies, Florida. He has since had many paranormal experiences, such as demonic, psychic, and even a possible abduction. So, let's welcome once again to Spirit Radio, El Santariga. Good evening, Al. How are you? Hi, Al. Hi, Lynn. Hi, Willie. Thank you for having me. Hey. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us, Al. Now, it's my pleasure to be here, absolutely. So, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. How's everybody? Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, yep. yeah. Yep, good. just fine. Did just you have fine. a tough day at work? <laughs> no. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> I'm still out with the concussion, but... Uh, Ouch. So. How's that coming along? Better, right? Yeah, it's it's coming along, absolutely. And I'm going back to work this weekend. I'll be back to work this weekend. And how's the head? 
Um, yeah, Any headache? No, it's, it's, it's still not 100% right, but um, it is what it is. They're going to call you a dizzy dude. <laughs> well, that's okay. Mine's not a hundred percent right either, and it never will be. But for different reasons. Yes, absolutely. Well, tonight we had um, focused in on two different cases of yours—a case and then like an adventure that you had. And the first one, I'm calling it the family that tried to run but couldn't hide. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and this is um, one of the cases in which, which is still ongoing, and it's the story of a family who, because of a recently de- de- yeah, deceased relative, decided to perform a seance in order to connect with this relative. And one of the startling facts of this case is that the ensuing haunting or disturbances which manifested were the result of conducting a seance without a Ouija board, which is really kind of odd because they got so much reaction. So somehow something else came through and didn't want to leave. So, Hal, can you tell us how you came across the case, and then if you could give us some background as to what precipitated the situation? Yeah, um, the, the husband called called the BPS hotline and, um, you know, asked if we could help. So I told him, I said, um, let me have my psychic read uh, read your energy through me first because I don't want to come there if there's something dark and demonic. You know, I said, that's above my pay grade. (laughs) That's the case. I have other people that I could hand them off to to help them in those cases. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I have other people who are, you know, um, you know, uh, we call them, uh, shamans and healers and uh you know people exorcists and stuff like that that i that i that i hand my cases off to that have anything dark attached to yeah so my psychic read their energy and she said no i i don't believe there's anything demonic there um i believe it's more um negative than demonic um she felt that they had opened up a portal um, when they did the seance. Because originally, um, this woman's uncle was like her favorite uncle, Her had passed away. And the husband said, oh, let's do a seance. You know, so maybe we could contact him. And he did it. He did it as a joke. Uh-oh. He didn't think anything would happen. <laughs> you know, he really didn't believe in that stuff. It's not, you know, uh, what his in his belief system. But the, the 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 wife does, and the wife comes from a, a family who um, have how do I say this is connected to the supernatural. Uh, her family has been connected for generations to the supernatural. So they did the séance. They went into a little room. They shut all the lights. They lit a candle on a the table. They held hands, and they uh, tried to call her hun- her uncle in, and something showed up. Hmm. And as soon as this thing showed up, the wife started having bad dreams at night and being attacked in the dreams. And they moved from one apartment to another to another. And they moved two or three times. Uh, they're in their fourth apartment as we speak. Good grief. They're, they're still having issues. Um, it doesn't only affect them 
um, in their apartment, but it also affects them. And it only, this negative entity is only attacking the wife and the daughter, the oldest daughter, hmm. who is a teenager. And um, so they're having these issues, but they're not just having them here in the States. They're having them if they go to South America to visit family, they're having them there. If they go to Mexico on vacation, they're having it. So this entity is following them all over the world. So, you know, I I did a ra- I did a telephone interview with the husband, and I said, okay, you know, um, let me come down and get a feel for myself and uh, see what's going on. Now that I now that I know that is nothing um, dark and demonic there, I feel better. You know, of course, I always protect myself before I go in and yeah. after I leave. And I went in, and they live right across the street from a really huge park in the Bronx. Now, that is now, really? right? This is their yeah, fourth location? Okay. Yeah, they live, they live across the street from this really, really huge uh, park in the Bronx, uh, hundreds of acres. And, you know, this park is notorious. I've personally found two dead bodies in that park as a kid, you know what I mean, hanging around in the park, playing around in the woods. I found two dead bodies there. Um, yeah, Al, excuse said, me, Al, at what point did you find those bodies? Was that before you started this investigation or after? Oh, no, this was when I was a kid. Oh, we okay. Just, we would just, you know, we would go out to the woods. We'd be, at, we'd be gone all day. You okay, know? and you were familiar with the place. Okay. Yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the times my my best friend's uh, German Shepherd, he actually dog actually found the body, ripped the bag open, and the head rolled out. Who <laughs> is? And then another another time, we found a homeless person who must have froze overnight between two rocks or something. You know. Oh. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it was tragic stuff. You had a terrible but, childhood. <laughs> no, I had a great childhood. I'll be honest with you. I found more than two dead bodies in my life. I found about four as a kid, but um, Holy crap. Know, that's, a, that's a whole different story. But yeah, um, I think you hang out in the wrong places. Yeah, you hang out with the wrong people, <laughs> dead people. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just, it is what it is. It was just my destiny. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, Uh-oh. Al, before you go on with the woods, I've got to ask you, number one, how long a period of time had they been bothered? A year? How, how often had they moved since you got, you came on board, yeah, this is this is going on like two years now. Okay, within the they've, two they've, years, they've, yeah, they actually interacted with their family, like in South America, and it's so typically they're very um, shamanistically aware. So, did they attempt to get some help from their family, especially yes. on her side? She's the more Hispanic, right? Yes, they're they're. Um, she and actually, nobody had a clue. Um, no, no, she she um, she called her uncle in South America, who happened to be a shaman, and you know he told her, you know, you have to do this, whatever, with certain rituals to, um, you know, to to um, get it out of the house. You yeah. Know, to, and she did what he said, but it didn't work. You know, oh. um, they they couldn't cleanse the apartment, and they tried cleansing. They tried saging and you know hold they went to the church they got holy water and um they they've tried a bunch of different things and nothing would work you know and, and, and this and this is part of the interview with the husband you know, he told me he found devil worship 
stuff in the, in those woods. In those as well. woods, yeah. And my my psychic told me that um, when they moved to this last location that they're at, because the portal was opened and this other negative entity was coming in, the, there was a negative entities in the woods. She's not sure if it was um, a nature spirit or um, or what, but she said. Uh, um, this negative entity seen the opening and, and, and went in too. So now it's not only does it have the original one that came through the portal, but it's got this other one that lives across the street that comes and goes as well. And she still stays saying that it's not demonic at all? Nothing's demonic? No, she's, she's not. she doesn't believe that. She thinks it's just negative entity. She okay. doesn't think the one that, the, the ones, I forgot, I forgot how she worded, the ones that came out of the woods, um, she had a word for it. She used a not. I call it a nature spirit, an el- elemental. Oh, an elemental. elemental she called, yeah. She called it an elemental, but she called it a negative elemental. Yeah, there can be those. It. Okay. Yeah, and um, so I went to the person. I went to the house to interview husband, the daughter, and the and the wife. And I don't claim to be psychic by any stretch of the imagination. You are. But I use. I usually get gut feelings, and I'll tell you when I walked into the apartment. I felt absolutely nothing. Hmm. Absolutely. I went to every single room in that apartment, and apparently the girls' room and the bedroom, the, the, the master bedroom, were supposed to be the two hot spots, and I felt nothing. I took photos of the apartment. Nothing. I felt I got nothing in the photos. I took video of the apartment. I got nothing in the videos. But I sat down, and I interviewed them, and... Um, the one thing is what I felt when I met them was that the wife and the daughter were sensitive, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they had a lot of psychic ability. Uh, that was just the vibe I got from them. And when I um, had my psychic talk to them, she felt the same thing. And now I have them working with a shaman who's a healer and he immediately called me and told me the same thing as well. It's funny because I had my psychic read the family and I had the the, the shaman read the family. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell either one that the other one was going to read them. And they both, they both reported back to me. They both said the same thing right down the line. I mean, it was identical. They both felt wow. all the same thing. It was, I mean, if I would have made a list, it was just it was like a checklist. They both said the same exact That's thing. That's cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and and I still haven't told either one of them because the shaman is still working with them, and uh, so I went there and I interviewed them, and I and I told and when I told them and they said, you know, we tried everything we can. I said, well, listen, I said, you can't cleanse the house or the apartment until we break the attachment from your wife. I felt that the attachment was to the wife. And I said, as long as this thing is attached to her, you could cleanse all day long and nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to get rid of it because it's already attached. Because it's really it's her that's haunted, right? Right. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and I, what I wanted the shaman to do when he went in is to teach them how to ground and uh, be able to block this stuff out. And um, because they both said they're, they're beacons, that they opened up a portal, everything is coming through. Now, not only, you know, not 99% of the stuff that's coming through to them is not negative. It's just um, entities that see the light, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. going to them. 
and they have to be able to ground themselves and block that stuff out. Neither one of them want anything to do with the paranormal. They don't want to be psychics. They don't want. They don't want anything to do with it. But it just it runs in their family, mm. the women's side of the family. So um, <clears throat> I guess the family curse for them. But anyway, so um, I went there and I, I interviewed them all, and I gave them some stuff. I said, you know, I gave them some. Uh, black salt and some kosher sea salt from the Dead Sea. And I said, you know, put it in packages and put it in the corners of the rooms. Uh, make yourself safe zones. Because apparently um, uh, both of the women are being attacked when they sleep. And what's the, now, the nature of the attacks, Al? Um, held down in the bed well, type thing? Right. The wife is being held down in the bed and she's having terrible nightmares. Mm. She's, you know, just, you know, being, uh, like I said, she's just being attacked and, 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 uh, and she feels like she's being violated, you know, uh, sexually. Jeez. And, and the daughter, um, is, she actually told me that she's seen her grandfather, who was in South America, who was still alive at the time, come out of the closet, walk over to her, then grab her and start bouncing her off the bed and throwing her around. And obviously it wasn't her grandfather. Yeah. Um, and uh, now at this point, we've been working with them for a couple of months. The grandfather's actually passed. Hmm. So she's having premonitions now, but I don't think um, that, that whatever came out of the closet and bounced her around was her grandfather. Um, so I gave so I gave them well I gave them some black salt and some sea salt to, to you know uh, make safe zones in their bedrooms and the family went to South America when the grandfather died but the husband had to stay home because he was working and he had put in, he had taken one of my packages of the kosher sea salt that I get directly from the Ted Sea he put it under the center of the bed and he, he woke up one night. His back was burning. And he thought the bed was on fire. And he jumped out of the bed and he ripped the sheets off the bed. And he said in the center of the bed, the mattress was like really, really hot. So he looked under the bed and the package of sea salt was glowing orange, he said. Are you serious? Wow. No, this is, I swear to God, this is what this guy told me. And he said, Al, he called me up. He was freaking out. He's like, Al, not going to believe it. You know, I had this burn in my back, and um, and the sea salt, uh, the, the salt, the sea salt that was under the bed was glowing yellow. It was like 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 an amber color, like like an amber from a fire. He said, he goes, what what, what, do, I, what do I do now? And I said, well, you know, sure, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, what what did you give me, Al? <laughs> I said, well, and, and the, I told him, I said, the way I said, well, you know what? I said. What you need to do now is replace that packet because that packet did its job. Whatever was trying to come through the floor and attack you through the bed, it that stopped packet it. stopped it. Stopped wow. it. And I, and I said, you may need to replace that packet now just to consider to keep the bed, uh, bed area a safe zone. So that's what he did. He replaced that packet, and um, he hadn't had any more incidences of him being attacked. Um, did you, excuse me, Al, did you say that he is a police officer? He is a police officer, yeah. Yeah, so you would know that he's pretty much going to be a straight shooter when he tells you a story. Yeah, like I said, he he didn't believe in any of this stuff. He thought it was yeah. a joke. He really did, you and know. did you intuitively know that the salt had been tainted once it had done its job? How did you know how to advise him? 
because I had, I just was. You just knew. I, I guess it was intuitive. I don't know, you know, because I just said, you know what, because I had never heard that before. I've never had anybody experience that before. So I'm just assuming that, you know, with the salt being lit up the way it was, all it, it had crystallized. Yeah. And it needed to be replaced. Wow. And that's just, you know, it's just, I guess, I don't know. It's just. It, You're intuitive. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. But um, so we got a new bag I, of salt, and then what happened? He wasn't no, bothered so the wife, again. The family came back. The family came back from South America. The the kids, the wife and the kids, came back, and um, so um, the daughter, the wife is only being attacked in the bed when the husband is not in the bed with her. But he's working a night shift. He actually has two jobs, and he. Uh, and uh, if he's working one of the night shifts on one of his jobs, he's um, and he's not home. That's mm-hmm. when she seems to get attacked, when he's not there. The daughter, on the other hand, has been attacked in front of her sister in the bedroom and in front of her little brother in the living room. Mm-hmm. So she's being attacked at night and during the day and in front of the other children. So Not good. You know. No, not good, not good at all. And, um, so I told him, I said, I, you know, I said I'm not gonna suggest demonologist because I don't believe it's demonic. I think it's something just negative. I'm gonna put you in touch with a friend of mine who's a shaman and he's a healer, and I think this is the right guy for you for your family. And I said, you know, so he went down and he met him and he talked to them, you know, and he's been going down every week for like the last month and a half. Um, once, once every Sunday he goes down for a couple hours, two, three hours, and he works with the family. And uh, he says the daughter is is definitely getting it a lot faster than the wife is. And the daughter, you know, what the problem? I think half of the problem is that the wife and the daughter were so fearful of every little thing. And you know, and and what my psychic tried to explain to them was, look, if you hear a knock on the wall or you hear a bang in the closet or something like that doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative entity it's just something trying to get your attention because mm-hmm. you guys are psychic and sensitive and you have this aura is lit up like a roman candle and these things say it so don't be scared of every little noise that you hear which is exactly what they were they were afraid of everything yeah and fear and feeds it so fear feeds so it so now 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 that uh, the 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 Shaman has been working with them. Um, the daughter is not afraid of anything anymore. She's not as afraid as, and the mother still has her moments of doubt, and she lets fear creep back in. And the minute she does, she has nightmares. So oh, um, he's still, you know. I told him, I said, "Let me know when you're done with them, so I can go down there with my team because I got a ton of stuff that I'm going to bring down." I went out and bought a ton of. Stuff I had a lot of a lot of stuff um, blessed and everything that I want to give them. I want to, you know, like prayer cards and and on um, Saint Michael medals and, and white candles, sage. I got holy water. I got Florida water. I got holy oil. I got black. I got so much stuff. I'm going to bring them to give them, and we're going to cleanse the apartment. We're going to cleanse Good. the apartment once and for all. Once the attachment is broken off, I've got. Um, I've have frankincense and myrrh and and you know sage. I got all of this stuff that I want to give to them to use to protect themselves. And and you know I, I told them the first time I went there, 
once we break this attachment. No more seances. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no more seances, no more playing with tarot cards or Ouija boards or anything like that. Um, we're gonna, I said, and you have to cleanse religiously at least once a month. Yeah, and, wow. and once and once you get rid of the stuff, you're going to get lazy, and you're going to not want to do it because you're not experiencing anything. And that's when you need to do it the most because that's when you're leaving the door open for the stuff to come back in. <laughs> so you know you have to be diligent with them. And uh, you know the husband, he he's a believer now. And his funny <laughs> thing is, his parents live directly under them in the apartment below them. And I went downstairs and interviewed his mother and his brother and, and his family, and they're not having any issues in their apartment. Well, that's good. The only apartment is the apartment that him him and his wife is in that's, that are having issues. That's all I believe that it's, you know, it has found a home with her, whatever yeah. this negative thing was that came through. And then once that thing came through, it opened up a door for the one across the street to say, hey, listen. You know, there's one guy in there. Let's let's. And I think the one that's messing with the daughter is actually the elemental from across the street. Oh, really? And I okay. think the one. That, yeah, and I think the one. I just I don't know. I can't. You know, I I just a gut feeling I have. And I think the one that's attached to the wife is the one that came through during the seance. Well, so, now, I mean, what about the closing of the portal? Um, it. Does the shaman want to leave it open until he breaks the attachment? Is that the idea, the plan? Well, uh, according to him, he feels that he can't um, really close that do- that portal until the attachment is broke because okay. he's got to send that whatever attachment back. Yeah. back through yeah, where it came from. Yeah. All right. Now, he's aware that there are two entities then, right? Yeah, he must yes, be. Yes. So, is he no, working? No, like I said, he t- he said the same thing that my psychic said about the elemental coming out of the woods and the other thing coming out of the portal. So, oh, okay. So, if you close the portal, it's going to get rid of the first one. The second one will go away once the energy stops. Once his food source is gone, yeah, right? I, I believe the elemental is, is, is an easy fix. I, I believe okay. we, can cleanse, we can cleanse that house and get the elemental out back across. Because when I was there doing the investigation, I mean, not the investigation, the interview, um, I don't believe it was there. I believe it was across the street back in the woods. I, I, you know, I don't believe yeah. it was in the house. Yeah, Because I, I was wondering what you would have felt if there had been house. something there. Yeah, it was probably hiding from you. Yeah, it was probably hiding. You think? Yeah, and I and I get that. I get that a lot when we go on investigations, where um, you know, we'll, we'll do we'll, we'll I'll start one uh, one place. Like someone will say, "I'll oh, start in the kitchen," and I'll start in the kitchen, and I'll be moving around, and I just get a vibe like, you know what? This I, I feel like something is running from me. I go in the kitchen, <laughs> it goes in the living room. I go in the living room, it goes in the kitchen, and um. You know, and and that's happened to me on more than one occasions where, you know, I'll walk through the whole house and I'll say, you know, no, I think there's something here, and I think it's running away, it's, it's dodging me. That's the word I mm, use. It's dodging, dodging you. me, and and it's just waiting for me to leave to show itself. But I I just got a vibe that I know it's here, and um, I usually stick it out long enough to find it. Well, I wouldn't you know, call you saying. scary, Al, but they must think that. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know if it's just my energy or what, but um, like I said, I, I've had this happen before on uh, two or three different uh, investigations where, you know, I'll go through uh, with one of my guys, my guy Brian, and um, and we'll go through it, and he gets the same vibe I get. He'll say, you know what, I feel like something's dodging us, you know, I think... You know, the house was too quiet, you know, and I'll say, yeah, I feel exactly the same way. You know, I agree. I, yeah. I, think, I think there's something here, but it's hiding, you know. You probably I, put off a lot of energy, and you challenge it. Yeah, I guess, because it, it was a time, there was a one, a quick story. I, I was at this person's house again, who lived by the woods, and, um, she, you know, she was having issues, and... The psychic said again, it was an elemental that came out of the woods that mm. wasn't happy that they built this giant condominium complex in its woods. Oh, yeah. Because yep. it's woods down. And I was taking photographs of, of, all of, her, of all of her rooms. And every single one of the photographs I was taking with my digital camera was coming out blurry. And it had like these little like um, lines, lines in them, almost like. Uh, heat waves in each of the pictures oh. and I'm thinking this is really weird and the woman on the apartment the condo said stand in the hallway and take a picture of my bedroom because I see orbs you know fly in and out of my bedroom all the time and as I'm standing there now I'm thinking something has been dodging me the whole time I was there I'm standing there just away from about maybe three feet away from her bathroom shooting a, a fo- taking a photograph of her hallway into her bedroom when an orb the size of a baseball comes out of the wall, wow. stops directly in front of me. I mean, I could have reached out and touched it. I had my hand on the trigger of the camera. I never pressed the button. This thing stopped and looked at me, and it gave me this look like, oh, shit. <laughs> and it took off, and I chased it. I chased it down the hall. It made a right through her kitchen. I chased it right. I made a right in the kitchen. It made a left in her dining room. I chased it left through it, and it went out her back door and into the woods. Wow. Hey, Al, and, I got to cut you off for just a second. We're just past the bottom of the hour, so we're going to okay. have to take a quick break, but I want to hear the rest of the story. <laughs> so we'll be right back. We're talking to Al okay. Santariga of Brox, so I'm sorry, Bronx Paranormal Society. We'll be right back. Supernatural Magazine, one of the UK's top paranormal magazines, provides support to Spirit Radio, the paranormal experience. It is the magazine's goal to bring every aspect of supernatural news and research from around the world under one roof to create a universal platform for all those interested in the supernatural. More information is available at supernaturalmagazine.com. Listening to Spirit Radio, the Paranormal Experience on WSCA 106.1 FM in Portsmouth West End. And from the community calendar, Stratum's Wigan Library, Wigan Memorial Library, in partnership with the James House Association Incorporated and Spirit Chasers Paranormal present Silent Echoes, the history and haunting of the James House Museum, and a book signing event 
for Gateway to the Paranormal by Lynn Nickerson. I think I know her. That is at the Wigan Memorial Library, 10 Bunker Hill Ave in uh, Stratham, New Hampshire, on April 6th. Doors open at 12.45, and showtime is at 1 p.m. sharp. Okay, let's go back to tonight's guest, El Santariga. Welcome back, El. Welcome back, El. Thank you, thank you, Will. Thanks for having me. Uh, hate to cut you off like that. <laughs> that was such no, a no, great I, story. I, I got an eye on the clock, too. I like, okay. I, I figured we were close to the first break, yeah. So you're chasing that orb, and it's really a visual thing. You can clearly see it. Lynn, I'm telling you, it looked like a brand new white hard ball that just came out of the box. Oh, wow. It was, uh, and what really pissed me off was, A, it was close enough for me to reach it. I really, you know, by the time I... The thought crossed my mind, I should grab this thing. It had already seen me and started moving away. And the whole time I was standing right in front of it, I had my finger on the trigger of the camera, and I never pressed the button. Oh, jeez. I had never seen an orb before with my own two eyes. You know, I've seen them in photographs and stuff like that. I've seen them in the woods, but at a distance. Oh, have you? This this thing is this thing is this thing was like a foot a foot away from me. That's how close it was. What was the nature of that haunting? Was it kind of on the you know the the evil side or what? Was it a white orb or was it red? She's seen red and blue orbs, but the orb that I seen that came out of the wall was a white one. But it's it was it's crazy because um, before. I actually seen that orb. I called my psychic in, in Arkansas, and I said, you know, what are you feeling? And she said to me right away, she said, it's, it's, it's got to do with nature spirits. They're elementals. There's more than one. She's seen three different ones. Mm, okay. And this woman, she called me up, and she's like, you know, my dog sits in the corner all night long, looks up at the ceiling and barks all night oh, long. Geez. It's freaking me out. I think there's something here. Could you please come and look? And I was like, you know, I was happened to be going somewhere that day that was on my way past this woman's house. So I figured I'd just stop in for two minutes, that I take a camera and EF meter, just go in and, and do a once over. You know, I really didn't expect to be there for more than, you know, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it just turned out to be like, what a whirlwind of activity. At one point, I'm, the woman. I'm holding this woman up in the middle of her living room. She's just like, you could feel like this energy's going around us. Like we were in the middle of a tornado. Really? And her dog is running around us as well, just like going crazy, like it's chasing something. And we felt like we were in this vortex of energy. Meanwhile, she's on the phone with my psychic, and my psychic is telling her this and that, and everything that, that my psychic tells her. Is hitting uh, hitting a nerve with this woman because this woman is screaming hysterically. At one point, she just like collapsed because she just like her energy was sucked out of her. I actually had to pick her up and put her in her bed, you know, Whoa. and left her on the phone with my psychic. I said he had talked to her, you know, calm her down, you know, and she's telling me that you know there's uh, she has she. No, because I checked her wall where she sits. Her, she, she said, you know, she always feels like she's 
you know, dizzy or uh, nauseated when she sits on the couch and watches TV. Well, I checked that wall, and there was a lot of EMF coming off that wall, which just happened to have the the condo's uh, laundry room was behind her wall, behind her living oh, room. Oh, yeah. So there was like a hundred dryers back there. Jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I told her, I said, either this wall is not insulated enough because you get a lot of EMF from the dryers, or I think you should go out and buy some uh, paint that's EMF resistance that will block the EMF from coming into your living room because this is not healthy for you. This is going to make you sick. It may even give you cancer or something, you know. Um, this is just not good for you. So she talked to the building maintenance, and they did. They bought, like, EMF-resistant uh, paint or something. Oh, good. I didn't, didn't know there was such a thing. I didn't realize there that. Is, uh, there, is, L, L. there is. L. Yeah. Take a quick look at your Facebook. You'll, you'll understand. Okay. Um, it sounds like that those EMF readings were probably yeah. uh, like amplifying or being a conduit for this activity. Then, um, I mean, yeah, there was a connection, right? It was that was the connection. It was yeah. drawing these entities in from the woods. It was giving them like like chewing them up. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and. Uh, they were banging on her window at night. Oh, jeez! Faces. She would see faces in her window on her because her back, her back uh, deck faced the woods, and but she was like on the second floor. She wasn't on the first floor, so she said, you know, she would hear banging on her window, and the dog, you know, cause the dog slept with her on her bed, and the dog would get up and start growling, and uh, she said she would look out the window and she would see faces out there, but she said they looked like and these are her words not mine they look like um guarding gnomes oh really (laughs) that's funny well evidently there was no malicious intent right no okay that was the problem they were really mean looking and nasty and they were like mad at her and uh but according to my psychic she said that this woman wasn't the only one having issues with the elementals everybody's uh, condo who that faced that part of the woods was having issues. They weren't just harassing her; they were harassing everybody. Oh, okay. And um, but we drove them out, and we we salted that back deck. And once we did that, and we staged and everything. Um, she really hasn't had any more issues, and uh, I, you know, and uh, oh, every now good. and then I'll, I'll I'll give her I'll give her a call just to check on her, mm-hmm. and. She always says, but it turned out it was funny. Like I said, it was, I was just stopping by for a 10-minute interview, <laughs> and I ended up spending like two hours there by myself, you know. It was it was crazy. Yeah, that, that was, was quite an experience. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I mean, to be stuck in this vortex of energy, and you could just feel this energy swirling around us, and this woman, was her knees were getting weaker and weaker and weaker, and the dog was running around us like it was chasing the energy. Like the dog could see it, you know? Well, wow, it almost sounds like Poker Guys, around. the movie, doesn't oh, it? Oh, my God, it was. It was insane. Now she didn't have any anything thrown or, or stuff like that. Mm. But she did. She did wake up with scratches. She did wake up with three scratches on her on her on her back one time and on her arm and uh, so you know. And I know it wasn't from the dog. And, no. You know. And, yeah. And, and this her dog was very protective of her. You know. 
Um, I just have a, I just happen to have a way with animals. So, <laughs> you know, the, do- the dog loved me. You know, I walked in. I knew she had a dog, but I made sure I had some treats on me. And, you know, but once, you, once you give a dog treats, they love you forever. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh, yeah. Straight to their stomach. Um, well, you know what you've got to do? I'm glad that this woman is kind of like taken care of. I wish you would um, keep us surprised about the woman with the seance and the uh, three kids and the husband of the first story. I'd love to know what, what happens there. But I did want to leave a few minutes to talk about your last trip to Nuclear Lake and what happened there. Okay, so we went out to Nuclear Lake. I was taking a group of... Um, people out to Nuclear Lake guest. Uh, we were taking a group of guests out to Nuclear Lake. And um, so I had a couple of college kids that were doing uh, like a, a, a project on para- paranormal on, on the BPS team. Oh, that's so great. Come out, they came out, take some pictures, do some interviews. And I had a couple of guests come down from upstate New York, Rochester, and, uh, and a local guy here from where I live. And we all went out. And uh, it was funny because, you know, I wasn't packing a lot of equipment this time. And uh, so, But I, whenever I go to Nuclear Lake, I always take my digital voice recorder, um, my full-spectrum camera, my little uh, digital camera, which I have a ton of success with, and a Geiger counter because it is Nuclear Lake. Yeah. And you have to, you know, check the radiation levels, you know, before you go in. And... Um, but that night, and, and normally where the sacred site is, it's so far away from the lake that you really never get any readings up there. But according to um, David Roundtree, if you do get high radiation level readings, it could be a portal opening up. That's his theory on really? those things. Yes. I hadn't heard and, that. Yeah, yeah, because he's an electrical engineer or something, and I had met him one time at a, at a convention, and I was, I was picking his brain, and he said, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is, this because is, I'm not an electrical engineer by any stretch of imagination, so I was picking his brain, and he was telling me about this, so I thought, okay. Um, so we get up to the sacred site, and that night, for some reason, I took a piece of equipment that I've never taken before with me ever i took a k2 meter <laughs> i don't know why i took a k2 meter i never take a k2 meter in all the years we've been going there because you're psychic al something said i'll <laughs> take the k2 meter well we get up there and you know there's not a lot of stuff happening at, at first um but so what we do is i usually what i usually do is the amp the energy up in the woods is i'll use a tibetan singing bowl Oh, yeah. frequency and vibration. And as soon as I did that, um, the radiation level went from zero to like off the charts at the sacred site. The K2 meter was going crazy the whole time we were there. It was just going crazy. No matter where we went at the sacred site, it was just bouncing. It was just parried at red the whole night. Mm-hmm. And it's just blowing my mind because I've never seen you know, we're four miles deep in the middle of the woods, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why is this thing going crazy like this? There's no electrical lines running through this area. So anyway, um, before it got dark, the college kids left, and it was just me and two other guys left. But what, but what I didn't know, at one point when we were, while the guests were walking around taking photographs of the megalithic stones with all the little stones on top of them and the breaks and the bends and the twists and the archways and the X's and all of that stuff, um, one of the guys was putting two glass marbles on each of the megalithic stones. 
He didn't tell anybody. He just did that. Well, at one point during the night, we started hearing glass tapping. It just sounded like two pieces of glass being tapped together. And I was saying, that doesn't make any sense. There's no glass up here. There's no, we're, you know, four miles. Yeah. Woods. Uh, we're up on a high plateau. Not too many people even know this plateau exists. There's no broken bottles or anything. There's no campsite here or anything. So I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. And it was really super cold. And it was like 20 degrees and, and and everybody was freezing. And I mean, I dressed accordingly. And one of the other guys dressed accordingly. The two people were freezing. And so I, I said to you, and I started taking photographs of everything. And I and I uh, had the digital voice recorder running the whole night. Wasn't getting much of anything. It was. We tried everything to draw the Sasquatches in. You know, we tried... Um, the Native American music. We even tried um, animals in distress, and we really Ooh. couldn't get nothing coming in, except we got one thing, that glass rattling. And at one point, the guy said to me, I know what that glass is. And I said, well, what is it? He said, <laughs> I put glass marbles on all the stones. It sounds to me, he says, like someone's got two glass marbles in their hands, and they're shaking their hands like if they're getting ready to roll a dice. Jeez, and then no. when he said that, it it made sense. Yeah, that's exactly the sound of the, the glass we were hearing. And why did so he do was, that, Al? What was the purpose of him doing that? Having it placed them? He, he wanted a gift, the Sasquatch. Okay, they could play with. Yeah, just like a gifting thing. And um, they must have been so, playing with them. You think they must have? Yeah, been. they must yeah, have liked we them. Actually, yeah, we um we actually what walked over to where the sound was coming from but when we got to that area of the the of the woods the sound went quiet and you know of course we couldn't see anything so after a couple hours we left and we went to a second location which was in a clearing um of a meadow which is off the appalachian trail and we were sitting there and our teams uh my team my one of my guys on my team brian he's I started out as my tech guy, but he's like my right-hand man. He's like a remote viewer. Oh, is he? And he called, and he called me, and he says, because um, I don't know if this is anything or not, you know, cause, but I'm seeing eye shine to your, um, to your, to your 9 o'clock, and I'm seeing eye shine to your 11 o'clock. Maybe you guys should go and look. Well, when we, f- we, we flashed the lights, the flashlights at the 9 o'clock uh, um, level, I did see eye shine at the 9 o'clock level. I didn't see anything at the ten o'clock, at the 11 o'clock level. But, um, no, I think he said it was like 10 and 2, something like that. And we went over, we checked out both locations, we didn't see anything. But I broke out the K2 meter, and the K2 meter was going crazy. Hmm. And I broke out the Geiger counter, but there was no reading on the Geiger counter. There was no energy, but the K2 meter was going crazy. So we sat there for a couple hours, and again, we tried all the uh, Native American music, which usually works. Um, they usually come in for the Native American music. Um, hmm. Again, the animals in distress. Um, nothing was nothing was moving. So I decided to do a scream. I said, you know what? I'm going to do. Sometimes I get vibes that says, you know, maybe you shouldn't do a scream tonight. Well, that night I got a vibe that said, maybe you should do a scream that night. So I did out. I did a scream, a big, um, 
alpha male kind of scream as loud as I could go. And we got a reply from across the lake. We got a scream back from across the lake. So everybody was getting excited because now we're getting a little bit of action, you know. And after I screamed, after the second scream from across the lake, we're sitting there just very quiet. And the mining road that the Appalachian Trail runs along is paved. It's a paved mining road. It's Mm -hmm. concrete. They used to mine uranium at Nuclear Lake. That's how it's got its name. And all of a sudden, we hear the pitter-patter of little feet come running up the mining road. I mean, I mean, Lynn, when I tell you it's coming, it's coming really, really fast, and it's small. And I'm not talking a juvenile. I'm talking an infant. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to have an infant Sasquatch (laughs) into my arms tonight because it's running right into our camp. It's it's coming. You can hear it coming, coming up up the trail. You know, and it's moving quick, quick. It's coming. So everybody's getting really excited. So there's a bend in in the road to our to our left, maybe, you know, 20 yards to our left, the, the, the road is snaky. There's a lot of beds in it, but there's one last bend before it comes into our camp. And just as the sound of the footprint, foot, the footfalls get to that bend, the guy next to me hits it with his, oh, with his spotlight. Because oh. he wants to see the creature turn the corner. He wants to see it with his own two eyes. And as soon as that light goes on, the running stops. I don't know if the creature jumped back into the woods and hid, but I turned to him and I was like, dude, what, did you what do? are you doing? This thing was going to jump into, come run into our camp, jump into my arms. What are you doing? He's like, Al, I'm sorry. I just wanted to get eyes on it when it turned the corner. And I was like, Aww. and then, you know, of course, one of the other guys said, well, maybe that was a good thing that he turned a flashlight on because... If this thing came into our camp, we may have got surrounded by the big ones. And Yeah, know, mom and dad might not have been longer. happy. Yeah, may yeah. not have been happy. I mean, I got a good rapport with these creatures, but that may have, I may have crossed the line with that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that's an time, un- I, didn't, I didn't think it was a good thing because I was so disappointed. I know. I was so excited to hear this creature come running i mean it was running up like when a when a child comes running down the driveway when daddy comes home from work. yeah and they can't walk and real good and this is the image i'm seeing in my head this thing is racing around the corner to see big daddy you know what i mean yeah and, and there's no there was no mistaking it for some kind of four-legged animal right no it was, it was bipedal bipedal two feet it's like a small child running as fast as they can. If you ever see a little kid with his feet moving really quick uh-huh. in soccer or something, you know, I mean, that's what it sounded like to me. And um, Well, maybe and, what happened was supposed to happen because you might have been put in danger that night because they are so protective of their children. That's what I've heard. Oh, I, you know, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, looking back on it, hindsight being 2020, that was probably the best thing that did happen, that it didn't come into the camp because God only knows what would have happened to us if it did. But wow. at that moment in time, disappointment I to see that baby turn that corner and jump yeah. into my arms. You know I, mean? <laughs> I really did. 
Um, oh, man. I'll be brutally honest with you. I was very, very excited because this was something that I had never experienced there before. Yeah. You know, and to hear the pitter patter of little feet come running up the mining road, and I can't, I can't emphasize how fast they were moving. <laughs> I mean, it was like fast forward they were coming up so quick. Oh, um, that's quite the experience. Then we, moved, we moved to the third location, and we sat there and. Again, we did some tree knocks. We got some knocks back from the other side of the lake. We did some um, whoops. We got a couple of whoops back from the other side of the lake. And, we, and then we got a, after we did a couple of whoops, we got like one last really big scream from the other side of the lake. And I was lucky enough to have the digital voice recorder going all night in my um, sleeve pocket in my arm, my coat, that I was able to get the, all the all of the whoops and the screams on oh, uh, audio, so I now I actually have uh, copies of it. I just gotta, I gotta send them to Brian, my tech guy. He's gotta clean them up and enhance them because they're pretty low. Because the digital voice recorder was inside a pocket; it wasn't outside yeah. the pocket. So, but, yeah, and you know, I'm thinking next if, when you do get them uh, cleaned up a little bit, maybe next time you're on, maybe you'll be able to play them for us. Is that oh, possible? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, oh, good. I haven't seen. I actually haven't seen Brian in, in, in quite a while now because with just me getting injured at work, I haven't been around in like a month and a half. And he lives in the Bronx, and I live upstate. And you know, um, we're supposed to do a, one of our UFO meetings uh, yesterday or two days ago. I don't even remember. I was supposed to go down to Westchester for the meeting, and um, I got so busy at home, uh, got wrapped up in stuff with like all this medical stuff and insurance pop that I just, I just didn't have the head for it that night. So I didn't yeah. go. Um, otherwise I would have gave him the audio, the, the, the um, cause I have a SD card. I would have given him the SD card to, so he could have pulled the, the, the wolves and the screams out and cleaned them up and enhanced them for me. But, um, that's not that something you can send him via the email, the internet. I or does it know. lose its resolution? I'm not. That's why he's my tech guy. <laughs> <laughs> really good tech uh, guy, you know what I mean. I, I, okay, I, well, I think you could. I think you could email him to him. But yeah. they might be long, too. I don't know. But you must let us uh, play those once you get them cleaned up, Al. That would be wonderful. Oh, absolutely. That would yeah, be I mean, interesting. As soon as, I get, as soon as Brian gets a chance to um, clean them up and enhance them, I'll put them on the, on the Facebook page as well, you know. So good. people could go there and listen to them as well. But, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that night, um, other than the EMF meter going absolutely crazy, the Geiger counter, the pitter-patter of little feet, and the, the screams, and the whoops we got from across the lake. Um, Pretty good night. Was, I would say so. And, you yeah. know, we were there for a long time. We, we, we got in there, like, at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and we didn't leave till two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. So we were in there for a long time. Yeah. Do you usually but, camp there? No, no, we don't. I don't camp there. No, I usually, I usually, I usually get in during the daylight hours. Cause I like to do a day night kind of investigation. Oh yeah, okay. And then I usually leave between the hours of you know twelve and two. That night, even though it was really super cold, um, these guys had traveled down from so far away from Rochester that they really you know kept saying, "Oh, let's stay a little longer." Because normally <laughs> when we go there, we have a lot more activity. They'll actually come in. They'll surround us. They'll, you know, I mean, they'll be right, you know, really, really close to us. This time, it seemed like they were on the other side of the lake. Maybe they were hunting. 
on the east side of the lake and the sacred site is on the west side of the lake. So, um, you know, maybe it was just bad timing. Maybe it had something to do with the weather being super cold. Yeah. Um, normally it's not that cold when we go out in October, you know. Yeah. That night it was like super freezing out. So I don't know. There wasn't a lot of, uh, there, was, there wasn't any activity in the woods, any sound other than us. Well, there's a there are megalithic stones you mentioned, but is it are they in a stone circle or is it a variety of structures? No, no, they're they're up on a on a plateau and set up in a complete circle, wow. right around the giant circle. And inside the circle is all the Sasquatch um, sign, the X's and the bricks and the bent and the bent trees. The archways and all that stuff, yeah. Wow, that place is amazing. What what is it this? Is uh, what is Nuclear Lake near in in, in near. Uh, a town? What? It's in it's in Dutchess County. Um, I don't know what town it's officially in. Um, I think it may be Beekman, the town of Beekman, hmm. or Parkway. I'm not really sure. Is it um, National Forest Land? Um, there, it's it's federal it's federal land because the Appalachian Trail runs through there as well. Oh, okay. And you have you have your park, which I think um, uh, is like fourteen hundred acres, and wow. then you have the state land around that, you know, which is thousands of acres around that, and um, you know, so um, there's a there's it's a it's really a lot of woods. I mean, if you you look. Googled it, and you want to Google Earth and look, you what you see. Nothing but woods, wow. you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's worth an investigation or trip, yeah, I, trip for a visit. Yeah, I want to go out there sometime. It sounds interesting. Well. Yeah, hey, you know, anytime you guys are more than welcome, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take you guys out. We I, may I, tell I, you we're I'm coming. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any problem taking people out there. If you want to go during the day, if you don't, you know, but you got to understand one thing. This what? Mining road turns into the Appalachian Trail, and the Appalachian Trail can turns into like a goat trail at times. It's yeah. a little sketchy. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you have to dress, you know, high boots to protect your ankles and walking sticks and stuff because it, it, there are sections of the trail that is very sketchy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. Al, we've reached the end of the hour. Oh. <laughs> Thanks so much, Al. The stories are always great. Um, would you like to tell us where people can find you? Sure, you could find uh, the, the Bronxville Paranormal Society on the at the on the web www.bronxvilleparanormalsociety.com. You could find the BPS page. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Uh, we have a group a group page and a membership page. You can like us on there. We're on Twitter and uh, all of the social media outlets, you know, YouTube. So we're all over the place. Um, the easiest way to find us is probably on Facebook. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Al. We've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. It's my okay, pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my pleasure, Al. Thank you. Uh, it's always, uh, yeah, thank you. always so great to listen to your stories. Yeah, and take care of that head. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I will. Oh. I'm working on it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Good night. Okay. Thank you, Al. All right. Thank, thank you, Al. Good night. Bye-bye. Spirit Radio, the Paranormal Experience, WSCA, 106.1 FM, Portsmouth West End. Yes, and everyone, thank you so much for listening. Have a great evening.
in this world.